the resurrection that you have for us when we surrender. So Jesus, make us people of the resurrection. Let's sing together that God is our great way maker. This is technology. And I set it up so well, y'all. Come on.
Jesus, we praise you today.
more time. Praise will be. sometimes too. Um, can you show us how to read the Bible? And so we we got the message version. Your eyes are a window in. to your outer appearance and the clothes you have on your body. Look at the birds.
gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen. Don't you think he'll attend to you? Take pride in you. Do his best for you. What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be. So as we come to this time of prayer, what I want you to do is I want you to think about the worries that you have in your life because we all carry them. his love for you and so I invite you we're going to just take a second stuff is temporary but Lord Lord, today we come to you again to say we trust you. We trust you.
could our words and our actions become the peace of Christ to others? Isn't that amazing? That amazingness.
Nope. Hey, there I am. Hey, can you hear me now? Awesome. Hey, online people, let us know. We've been, we've been tweaking this mic online because it keeps getting low. Let us know. Um, comment and Dusty can help adjust as you need. But welcome to church. Welcome to church. My name is Garen. I'm the lead pastor here and I have the joy of serving with Jason and Tim and Jen and serving with you because we all serve. Amen. Um, just a couple of quick things. I love it. Um, so you'll notice we've started, um, we've started uh, upgrading our name tags, and we upgraded with how many we had to start with, but we have more ordered so that we can finish the process. So if you didn't have one this week, you will most likely have one next week. And so um, come on back, and, and isn't that nicer than writing your name and the hello, and we don't have to stick it on, and then you got the sticky on your shirt, and uh, it's, it's a whole thing. So, yeah, and so thank you. Uh, to Jim and Debbie who are spearheading this up. And if you come next week and it's like, I, they don't know who I am, no problem. Jim would be like, hey, what's your name? Write it down. Let me get it. Here you go. It'll take you like 20 seconds. And then when we're finished, we're going to put it back on the magnetic board so that it's here for next week. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Good, good. I also want to say a huge thank you to Brad and Patty who helped with worship today. Um, if you don't know them, they are Mandy's parents, and they come down eh, about every six weeks or so to see the grandkids and stuff like that. And so about a month ago, um, we were talking, and it's like, hey, let's do this. And so thank you for helping us enter into the presence of God today. Um, just a couple of quick announcements. I have two today. One is for the teens tonight. If you have a teen and you're watching at home or you're here and you have a teen, tonight we are having a serve project. We are going into Orlando to help a church plant, Mission 210, just love on their neighborhood. And so there's a, I don't know what it is. It's like a, you know, what do they have? It, like they have it at Fort Orange, like the fest. It's not a festival, but you know, like where people go and you buy food and, you know, I guess it is like a festival. So we're helping with the festival tonight. <laughs> How's that for a figuring out and we're going to be passing out buttons and stickers for a church that is launching in the next few weeks and what danielle needs is she just needs friendly faces like say hey how's it going hey i like the dog hey where'd you get that snow cone i want that too hey by the way we're launching a church right in your backyard i'm going to give you some information so teens we'll be meeting here at three today we'll be shuttling you down in our van and then we will be back by nine o'clock so parents you can pick them up then all right the second announcement is stay connected with us. Stay connected. We say that a lot, but that's because there are many of you that we don't even have your last name in our database, let alone a phone number or an email. And so you can send us that information because we would love to have that so that we can connect with you. One step further, this week, um, this past week, I've talked with a lot of people, and um, they, there have been some great conversations and there have been some tough conversations, because we're all at different places, and we are a family, and just like every other family, some people are having a great day and some people are having a not-so-great day, but one of the things that it has been overwhelmingly clear is that we need to be in communication with each other. And so I have um, a sign-up sheet out in the back, and I have every day between four and six hours scheduled. 
few hours during the workday, a few hours during the evening, and I want you to sign up, and I want you to come in and talk to me. Um, I had a conversation this past week, and the person said, it's time for me to get involved. I love this church. I don't know why I've been waiting. How can I plug in? You might be in that boat. You might say, hey, this is my first time here. Your church seems okay. Why don't you tell me about what you believe? Maybe you'll be like, hey, pastor, I'm really struggling with this that's going on. Or how can you help? Or I need advice. I'm dealing with a coworker that's struggling with this. What advice would you have? Or maybe you just want to say, let's talk about the St. Louis Cardinals, the greatest baseball team in the world. This is the thing. There's an hour block, and all I'm asking for is your name. You get to help set the agenda for that one hour. And then if we get done with everything we want to talk about, we'll stay connected. But if we don't, we'll say, hey, let's set up another time so that we can finish the conversation. But I want us to be a connected church. And so I, I want to be available. So I encourage you. I urge you. I plead with you. Sign up. Let's connect. All right. And then I think that's it. And um, now we come to a time of offering. And we're going to make this quick and sweet because we want to keep on trucking to uh, the sermon part. But thank you for the way you give. Your talents your labor, your energy, your creativity, your finances. Um, we are a community. And we are the best version of ourselves as we all contribute our best gifts. And so I want to thank you because you have been faithful through the years with your giving and your service. And God is being faithful as well. And so I just want to thank you and encourage you to continue. The giving process is never over. Now, we do, a lot of people say, yeah, but tell me more. Well, if you, if you want to give to help with the ministry of the church so that we can finance outreach, so that we can take care of staff and, and teachers and building maintenance, and it's nice that we all have light bulbs in our rooms and that kind of stuff, there are definitely ways you can give. And I'm going to put that up on the screen but other than that, I just want to thank you and pray over you um, and thank you for giving. So, Jesus, this tithe thing is a good idea, but the truth is we're all yours. Until we get to the place where we're all in, there's a barrier. And we don't want that, Jesus. We don't want a barrier between you and us. We want to be all in, completely yours. And so I thank you for the way that my friends here have given uh, their time and their talents and their money and their energies and their insights. And I pray that you will continue to make that the case. I pray that you will continue to help us to be the people that you've called us to be. Which is generous people on mission for making disciples. And we understand that discipleship doesn't happen overnight. This isn't a microwave process. This is a crockpot process where we commit our time and our energy and our resources into discipling people into your life and then continuing to disciple them beyond into a fuller life with you. Thank you for my friends here that give. I pray that you bless them. I pray that you bless this church. And I pray that your name will be lifted up in each of our lives. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. check here is it me still or we have video or don't you love this uh casualness <laughs>
Is it doing it again? All right, so here's what we're going to do. Um, let's shut it down and reboot it. We won't do the sermon bumper, and we'll just start in on the sermon. Is that okay with y'all? All right. <laughs> no, not the sermon's over. We're getting, yeah. Peter's like, awesome. We, we just saw the ending questions. Peace out. Well, see, this is how we roll, man. This is, this is how it's done, so. I'm up. Wait, I'm good, or? Oh, let's don't do the prayer for understanding. I'll just, I'll just pray the prayer for understanding. If you know it, we say it all the time. Pray this with me. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy today what you have to say. Amen. So, let me, uh, see, I usually have the sermon intro to get me going on this. So, there, there's a story of this kid, and he's, and he's next to his bed, and he's saying his prayers, and the father or mother, um, it's a story, so it doesn't matter. The mother walks by, and she hears the kid praying, and the kid says, Harold, I love you. Harold, you're great. Harold, I, I just, oh, I'm just so thankful. Oh, Harold. And so she walks in. She's like, who are you talking to, honey? Like, why, who is Harold, and why are you talking to him in your room? Like, what's going on? She's like, oh, I'm just praying. She's like, praying? She's like, yeah. I mean, I'm just using God's name. She's like, what are you talking about? It's like, you know, our Father in heaven, Harold, be your name. <laughs> now, i got to be honest with you. Every Sunday I've started off with something like that, and I'm running out of material, so... <laughs> If you know any stories like that, oh, let me know. Can we get the Lord's Prayer up here, though? This is where we're focusing, and we're, we're unfolding it on our wall as it comes, but I'd like for us to pray this prayer together. So will you pray this with me? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So, we've been in the Lord's Prayer for a few weeks. And let me just start off very quickly. We began this journey um, offering to you journals and pens and i know there are some of you that have gotten it and you're taking notes and that's great and there are some of you that don't have one yet i encourage you it won't bother me now come up and grab a journal grab a pen i want this time to be a time that you can write things down and then go back and talk with god and reflect maybe you say oh i got one two weeks ago and i left it at home just get another one it's okay it's okay i don't want you to lose today because you forgot your journal and so let's let's do this so we started off, if you recall, by talking about what it means that Jesus says to pray, Father. And, and we talked about how God wants to be this Father to us, that he wants us to be the children of God. And if you'll, you'll recall, we talked about how that would have been a scandalous thing to say. I mean, the name of God, we'll talk about in a minute, was so holy that they dared not just speak it flippantly. And so for Jesus to say, I want you to call God your father, daddy.
shows the extent to which God wants to have a relationship with us. And then we talk about the word our, because it's not just father, it's our father. And we talk about how we are a community and the whole, from the beginning, the triune God, the three in one, said, I will make humanity and we will be a community. We are to be a community that is the image bearers of God. And you don't, you're not an image bearer in isolation. I know that in our um, Western culture, we believe in doing it by yourself, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, take care of it yourself, don't ask for help, but that's not what we are called to be. I love what John Wesley said. He's one of our theological fathers. He said this, the gospel of Christ knows no religion but social. No holiness but social holiness. And what, what he is saying is, you may want to be a Lone Ranger Christian, but that's not the definition of what being a Christian is. Because we are Christ followers together. There is no isolation in the kingdom of God. We are called to be together. And so he says, I want you to call me father and I want you to understand that this is all of us, which means that we're brothers and sisters, which is why we cast peace every week. But it also means people around the world who profess Jesus as Lord are our brothers and sisters. And it also means people around the world who don't yet profess Jesus as Lord. We are called to make disciples and bring them into this relationship so that they also are our brothers and sisters. So we prayed our Father, and then we went to in heaven, and we talked about how this, this is where Jesus kind of restores the balance. He says, yeah, I want you to understand God as this accessible God, as this loving God, as this caring God, but don't forget that this God is also the creator of the universe. My kids can call me dad, and still, by the way they say it, I understand that there is this dynamic of they love me and we're intimate but they respect me and they understand that there's an authority and jesus is saying i don't want you to err to the side of this god is some tyrant out in the space that is just letting you be self-destructive and i don't want you to think that god is this loving teddy bear that doesn't care about how you live there's this both and and when we find that balance we understand that that's where we're called to live yes god is as close as the mention of his name but yes god is bigger than bigger than time bigger than space bigger than anything we could ever imagine so our father in heaven and last week we talked about hallowed be thy name and we talked about that word hallow you will either hallow God's name or you will profane God's name by the way you live. We hallow God's name when we say, God, I want your will to be done and I want to live into your will. We profane God's name when we say, God, I want this and I'm just going to claim it because I'm going to add your name and that makes it more powerful. More powerful. So we hallow God's name. Jesus, I, I, I want, Father, I want your name to be lifted up. I want your will. I, I honor your name by not signing your name to anything that is not of you. I had a conversation with someone playing disc golf the other day. And he was like, well, you know, I think basically it's all about people want you to be, they, you know, that 
the universe wants you to be happy and healthy and wise and this and that. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. That is a great idea. That goes completely against what I believe as a Christ follower. That's, that's writing God's name to things I want that may not be what God wants. And I told him, I was like, it's hard for me, me to reconcile that idea, as great as it, as it is, with a Savior who came and died for me. And I told him, I think maybe a better way to live is the way Paul says, where I've learned to be content. Rich, poor, good, bad, slave, free. It, I've, I've learned to be content. And maybe that's a really good way to hallow God's name. No more, no less. God, you've, you've given me what you've given me. You've blessed me with what you've blessed me with. You've created me the way I am. And I'm just content. And I want to praise your name because I am how I am. Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, so this is where we get into I want to talk about God's name for a little bit. And um, all the way back in the Old Testament, um, we have this name. And let, let's, just, let's just start off like, I'm Garen. Hi, how you doing? But I'm also dad. I'm also pastor. I'm also teacher. I'm also Christ follower. I'm also administrator. I, I have a lot of names, don't I? And you do too. And sometimes it gets crazy trying to juggle all the hats, doesn't it? In a similar way, there are multiple names for God. And quite honestly, we could never exhaust the list of all that God is because God will always be more. But we often talk about God as our Savior or Creator or Emmanuel, God with us. Or the Everlasting Father or the Lord or Jehovah or Yahweh or the Redeemer, or the great I Am. And so, let's step all the way back. All of these names are God, but none of them encapsulate God, because God is always more, God is always other than. But in the Hebrew language, in the beginning, all the way back, and we're going to start in Genesis, God says, my name is Yahweh. Oh wait, let's go back to the other one, Kenya. My name is Yahweh. Honor my name. Now this goes back to what I said about why to say our father would be sacrilegious. God's name, Yahweh, was so special, so sacred, that they would not even write the name Yahweh. And so what they did was they took out, in the English version, the vowels. Because they never put all the letters in the name of God because God is always more. One pastor, this is a side note, sorry, I hope I don't take too long. One pastor talked about how even the name almost sounds like it's breathing, doesn't it? Yahweh. And how many times is the Spirit called the breath of God? God is this life. The church is this life of God that is breathed in and we lift up God's name and then we're exhaled out to be.
to God's people over the years. Today I want to look at Genesis 16. You may know this. Um, This is the story of Abram and Sarah. And, but it, it will be our child. And this is where I tell you what I tell my girls every time we're watching something. I love it. She says, look what you did. This is your mess and may God judge to prove who's responsible. And then in Genesis 16, we get to where Hagar is going out. She's found at a... working through, God, where have I been the past month, the past three years?
God will reward. God will reward you, Hagar, not because of your faithfulness to God, although you're acting. to help you remember. Every time you see your boy, every time you hear your child's And I love this question. Have I truly This is a God who sees more of God, which makes me realize how much more God sees me.
you're developing the kind of relationship that helps you be able to comfortably step own series and I don't want to get sidetracked in the Lord's Prayer with another great series and so I'm going to tell you what you will obey me I will be your hero this one Exodus 17 those books let me know where you feel like i need to know more about this that's the story of where moses has people that come alongside him and together they they raise this banner this staff and it's like this banner of protection the lord is my banner of protection in all that i go through so think about it sign up let me know like where you And it becomes a source of encouragement to you. But let's talk specifically about today, the God who sees, El Lord. Let me ask you, where have I come from?
Are you willing to assess, God, where am I? I don't know what it is. I'm not going to give you any more examples because you'll think those are the only ones. What is God saying to you? Hey, I want to reveal myself in a new way. How can you better see the God who sees you? Third question. In my circle of people, right? Because there is no religion outside of social religion. This prayer thing is to help us grow stronger, but it is never the end result. It is so that we can go out and help others. So in my circle, who needs to be seen or heard by God today? And how can I act on behalf of Jesus to help them feel seen or heard today? This is a hard one. You have to be willing to listen to God and then you have to be willing to respond. Last question. If God already sees and hears everything, what fears? or dreams, or hurts, or habits, or desires, or resentments, or selfishness, what do I need to confess to God today? What am I holding on to? My great desires, or my hopes, or my biggest fears? What, what, am, what is in my hand that I need to let go of so I can better take God's hand? I want to be seen by God. I want to feel that I am truly seeing God. So what do I need to get rid of so that that is possible? Okay, hopefully you're writing some of those down or you're thinking about them. It's my prayer that you will work through them this week. These are not answers that you just, you know, when was the Revolutionary War going to conclude? No, no, these are not things that are rote memory. These are questions that will require you to spend some quiet time centering yourself in the Lord and say, I'm going to stop talking. I need to hear from you. Jesus, I pray that you will help us to take those steps God, I think about all the job interviews I've gone on and those dreaded questions where you have to self-evaluate. God, I hate self-evaluation. I would much rather you tell me I'm doing a good job or doing a poor job quickly than to make me think about it. 
And yet, it's in the reflection and the praying and the thinking that I most often feel closest to you. So I pray that you will help us to not skip over the process. God, we want, to, we want to be seen by you, and we know that we are. We want to hear from you, and we know that you're speaking. So I guess that means my prayer is, God, open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts, open our minds. Make us people that are ready to receive your word and hear your voice. We pray this. We pray this, Jesus, in your name, the only name that saves. We pray this in the power of the Holy Spirit, the only power that can bring transformation in our lives. We pray this to you, Father, the one who calls us into an intimate relationship with the King of all things. Amen. So, we're almost finished, but the last act of worship is we come to the table. We come to, it's often called the Great Thanksgiving. Um, if you're fancy smancy, it's called the Eucharist. Um, I met with Jason a couple weeks ago in a coffee shop, and it was called Copper Line. And that was our communion. Because we connected with each other and we connected with God. So this time isn't just rote. It isn't just ritual. This is time where we acknowledge that we're welcome at the table. We acknowledge that just like the bread and the juice, the carbs and the sugar give us energy to fuel ourselves. We understand that it is only the life of Christ. It is only in the life of Christ by which we live and move and have our being. And so we're going to come to the table. Here's what we'll do. I'll invite you up. I suggest we kind of come to the middle and work our way around. Um, I'll, I'll serve you the elements, and if you'll hold them, we'll take them all together. And so I'm going to sanitize up, and as you are ready, come, join me at God's table.
So we usually start off with, on the night that our Lord was to be betrayed, but I think tonight I want to start off a different way. On the night that our Lord truly trusted in God's vision for redemption. Because even Jesus, being fully God and fully man, had to always remember that I, I am one with the one who sees and hears. So in love, let's, let's drop the betrayal part. In love, he met with his disciples. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The disciples that a week, uh, a week before, during that previous week had been arguing over who's going to be first. And Jesus on the back of his mind is saying, we have bigger things to argue about. And actually, we don't because we shouldn't be arguing at all. We should be on point for mission. And yet Jesus gathered them together. And when I was a children's pastor, we took communion regularly, but I wouldn't say the body and blood of Christ because that's a little scary for a kid. And maybe that's scary for some of us too. And so maybe today we'll take it children's church style. Church, this reminds us how much Jesus loves us. He was willing to do anything he could for his people. And then I would say, this juice, I'd make sure they knew it was juice. Because you don't want to have rumors starting about the pastor letting the kids have alcohol. No, this, this juice, kids. And this I would say, you know in your body how you need blood to live? This isn't blood, but it reminds us that Jesus lived for you so that you can live for Jesus. So think about that and remember and be thankful.
Hallelujah, let your kingdom come in our hearts, in our homes. Let your will be done as we go in your name. We shout and we proclaim 